went to Arizona State. Right. I'm a sun devil, man. State of the Sun Devils with Jeremy Schnell, Jesse Morrison, and Mitch Bereldis, an Arizona sports podcast. Hello and welcome into another edition of State of the Sun Devils alongside Mitch Bereldis and Jesse Morrison. I'm Jeremy Schnell. Well, it's a game week, guys. The ASU Sun Devils are 1-0. and oh, 1-0, baby. Woo! Going into this week. That's against, really fired up. They're, they're going into this game against uh, Oklahoma State, Jesse, in which uh, we don't really know who the quarterback of Oklahoma State is going to be for most of the game. We have an idea of who's going to start. They told us. Or, Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Do we have an idea of who's going to start? Well, I read this in article. reality. I read. I read an article that said that they know who's going to start. Well, they know. We I don't. mean, it doesn't really matter who starts for them because they're going to play. Said the two freshman quarterbacks are going to play. They're going to play three quarterbacks. Right. So they said that Wrangle is going to start, and yeah. then they're going to go from there. Yeah, Garrett Rangel. Um, he is one of their quarterbacks, Gunner Gundy. Mike Gundy Any sounds familiar. Oh, yeah, he's just <laughs> Mike his Gundy's son. son, the <laughs> son, uh, the head coach of Oklahoma State. And then you've got Alan Bowman as well in there, who was the least impressive of the three of those guys last week, um, at least numbers wise, and uh, on the tape that I watched of this game. Um, that they played against uh, now that's a fine Jesse. Central Arc. You know, turn, I didn't turn your phone was, volume off. Come on, I didn't realize it was on. Unbelievable! I did um, not realize it was on. As we continue to uh, let let's tie a bow on what happened last week. ASU in a just a marathon of a, of a game because of how late it went because of the weather. Uh, ended up winning by just uh, three points against a Southern Utah team that's not very good. They failed to really get the rushing attack going, but for a few breakoffs and that rushing touchdown by Scadaboo, I thought it was hard to watch in terms of the front seven getting any type of push. Um, I mean, look, weird. it was it's really weird, Mitch, because you would think that a um, Division One FBS team would be able to get a push against the FCS opponent. I mean, look, what I saw on Sat on Thursday, excuse me, last week was two halves of a football game and a extended halftime show. That's what I felt like I saw. <laughs> Whereas in the first half of the game, we saw kind of what we expected to happen, which was ASU all over the place and throwing the ball down the field with some deep shots by, by Rashada. I'm still in awe of that touchdown pass to Xavier Guillory. Holy smoke. Guillory, excuse me. And then the second half happened, and I still have no idea what that football team was, particularly ASU, but also Southern Utah, who looked like an absolute juggernaut in the second well, half. I'll, I'll tell you what the second half looked like to me. The second half looked like Arizona State, and the first half looked like something we haven't seen in a while. Mm. You know, Arizona State, nine penalties for 100 yards in the second half. Not That's great. kind of what we've come to Expect from ASU, you know, under the Herm Edwards tenure, um, kind of an undisciplined team, uh, making a lot of uh, bad penalties, I would say. And that's what we saw in the second half. First half looked like a whole new thing going on. You got the freshman quarterback with the big arm. Yeah, they didn't rush it great, but they rushed it okay. Defense looked solid. 
and yeah, then again in the second half they they went it out and were the Sun Devils of old. So that's kind of what I what I took away from the game. What does the Sun Devils of old mean? The Sun Devils of old. It, I just I just explained it. Always committing penalties. Always committing they'll penalties. do they'll do a couple of cool plays, but then after a while you're just Making, wondering, are we going to look like a complete football team for once? Making um you know a a lesser opponent look better than they are. Kind of like Eastern Michigan or something Yeah, I mean, Eastern Michigan was a good team last year. (laughs) I will say that. But ASU still should have beat them by two scores. Um, So that that is what I noticed from that game. I really just want to see in this upcoming game, I want to see Jaden Rashada go back to that first half performance and not look like he did in the second half. Because as Kenny Dillingham's talked about after the game on Thursday, Monday press conference, um, it's kind of all about getting Jaden Rashada into a rhythm, and he he took accountability and the coaching staff of not doing that in that second half. Um, so hopefully they made that adjustment so they they can get him back in that rhythm that he had in the first half. And it sounds like he's going to get another opportunity to do so, Jeremy. The reports from Pete Thamel a couple of days ago saying that Rashada will likely be the starter again on Saturday, and I'm here for it. Let let's. Get the kid out there. Let him learn. Let him be the one that makes the mistakes or makes all the the fanfare, per se. Yeah, I had a friend reach out to me about that Pete Thamel uh, tweet that was kind of sort of – I'm not going to say it's misleading, but it just said – kind of gave a timeline for when Drew Pine comes back. I don't think that Drew Pine's automatically the starting quarterback. It was a weird thing to tag on back. there, yeah. Yeah, I think that he – uh, I think that Jaden Rashad is the starting quarterback until he loses that job, and he has not done that yet. Although I have heard good things about what Drew Pine was doing before. I saw good things yeah. from Drew Pine. Yeah. 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 So we we have heard, and Jesse, you've seen good things from Drew Pine uh, from what he, he did during camp. So, you know, possibly Rashada struggles a little bit, or, you know, God forbid he gets injured. They have a solid two backups in Trenton Bourget and then hopefully – if Pine does indeed come back against USC um, or is ready to come back, he will be able to uh, come in and, and do a job. In terms of what I would like to see uh, going forward for this ASU team and, and one of the takeaways that I saw from this game, I want to see Rashada be able to make those intermediate to short passes. He looked a little uncomfortable, a little off-balanced in some of those intermediate to short passing plays. So if he can you know, tie that up a little bit, make sure that, you know, he's not throwing it too hard in the intermediate game, get the ball into his receiver's hands. It's fine to have a little zip on the ball, but just make sure it gets to your receiver and they're able to get the ball and and get going. I mean, the best one he had, it wasn't even mostly his job. There was the screen pass to Jalen Conyers and Conyers made a great defender miss and then burned up the sideline for a good chunk of yards. That was probably the best one that he had on Thursday night. And by the way, speaking of Jalen Conyers, yep. Kenny Dillingham said that he's good to go this week. He awesome. got injured. I it might have been on that I play. I believe actually. it was on that play. Yeah. yeah. So uh, he got injured last game, missed the second half. Really, the only reason why he didn't play in the second half was because of the, the delay. Um, so which fine. I'm yeah, not. I'm not yeah, angry. About. I'm, I'm fine with that. They've got two great tight ends at ASU and Messiah Swenson and Jalen Conyers. So I'm not. I'm not bothered by the fact that he didn't play in the second half, but it's good to know because I think 
he might be their best player on offense. It's either him or Elijah Badger. So I I think that that is very good news for ASU fans and the team and everything. And even speaking of Badger, a full game of Elijah Badger, yep. whereas last week he didn't even get to play his first snap until what eleven thirty, eleven forty at almost into the evening. He returned, he returned the, the kick, the yeah, opening kickoff. Did, of the did they half. did they call that back? Because I was I was inside getting all I don't my remember. stuff ready. So what they I think what they yeah. did is they called him down or no 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 no. No, he had the big kickoff return that was so, later. So he the, was not called down the and then half. they were called for the penalty. Right. I believe. Elijah right? Badger, this is one more tidbit I, that I have on this last game. Elijah Badger is kind of the reason they won to be honest. If he had yep. not had that long kickoff return to set up that field goal, that game might have, again, as I put in my article, that game might have lasted until breakfast the next day because they could have gone into overtime, which nobody in that stadium, all like 1,500 people left in total in that stadium, would have maybe lost their minds if that game had gone into overtime because it was already way too late to be watching football on a I, Thursday night, Friday morning. I was already pissed because after the first drive out of halftime of the two hour delay, they they went right to a commercial break. Yeah, oh, after the yeah. First drive. Everybody's least so favorite mad. person and this is not his fault, but everybody's least favorite person was the guy with the, the orange sleeves and the timer going out. <laughs> Here's my thing. I was so mad about Here's that. My thing. And I was getting rained on on the field. I was so mad. I, I I let out a really and then everyone looked at me and I'm like, they went to commercial. Like Here's my <laughs> thing. Here's my thing. Instead of playing like some encore of something from years past on the Pac-12 network, what they should have done is run all their spots so they don't have to go to commercial. I mean, I don't know if that's going to you know, make the sponsors not exactly happy with them, but that's just my idea is if there's a weather delay, run all the spots so that it's like a high school game and you just play. It just keeps going. Jesse Morrison, great ideas. As always. Thank you. Here on the State of the Sun Devils podcast. They're not going to listen to you, unfortunately. But no idea. one ever listens to me. <laughs> I, especially Jeremy Schnell. I listen to you. Yeah. Especially when we're doing the State of the Sun Devils podcast where you can find it. You can find the State, State of the Sun Devils podcast wherever you get your podcast, And on YouTube. We are right now recording. Jesse Wave. Mitch Wave. We're recording. This is so a recording. So if you want to go watch this, please head over to the Arizona Sp- Arizona Sports YouTube channel. Yeah, if you see the helmet, I like that it's next to Mitch, who's like the homer of the show. Mm-hmm. I, I even wore my ASU shirt. Yeah, he today. wears the ASU shirt. Was this planned? I don't know. He wears the ASU shirt. I'm the unbiased journalist. No bias for me Completely at all. Completely unbiased. <laughs> absolutely no bias for me. Uh, and then Jeremy's kind of in the middle of that. I am an unbiased journalist. I don't know what you're talking yep, about. Yep, Mitch, okay. you want to put the helmet in your lap? No, I think the helmet's good where it is because okay. my show sheet's in my lap. Right. I, I just wanted to see it because you're, you're kind of on the side. I, inside baseball, he's on the side of the of the shot so that I can get some of the helmet in. I'm just going to leave it like it is. I think this is fine. Yeah. Can, we, can we get to the clips that I have prepared um, for our next segment here? And can we move on to the Oklahoma State game, please? Yeah, please. Let, please tell me what I, – I want you to – Finish off uh, the um, Southern Utah game real quick for me, Jeff. Oh, yeah. I okay. do have one thing. Yeah. Okay. And this might lead us down another rabbit hole. I love rabbit but, holes on podcasts. I'm ready. But this is from a uh, sports radio host uh, in the BYU territory, let's just say. Old, good old Provo. So BYU and Southern Utah, I guess, are squaring off this uh, year or this week. Um future Big 12 opponent of Arizona State, by the way. Sick. 
Uh, they got uh, don't they have uh, Zach Wilson's brother coming in soon? Uh, if he plays against good teams, he's gonna suck. Um, <laughs> so here is. I wonder what his favorite big cat is, because I heard Zach Wilson likes cougars. Sorry, continue. <laughs> All right. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, the Southern Utah football head coach, Delane Fitzgerald, spoke on facing BYU after facing the Sun Devils. This is what he said. They're a good football program. They'll be ready. They're a lot better than Arizona State. They have a lot better of a program than ASU, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. We have to improve to play them this week. We have to act like we're playing grown men, grown man football at every aspect of what we're doing this week. So wait, what? Huh? I mean, BYU is a better program than Arizona State. That's what, fine. Hold on. What was this coach's name again? Delane Fitzgerald. What the heck kind of a name is Delane, first of all? It's a name. Here's, here's the thing. You guys were getting smoked until that weather delay. Yeah. yeah. You're down by two touchdowns. You better that. pray for a weather delay in Provo, Delane. It's about yeah. to be three. I'm just, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. Like, coaches always talk about taking things one game at a time. Sure. And this is not taking it one game at a time. It's taking a shot at a team that beat you for no real reason. It's unprofessional from a coach, and they need to just move on and play their own opponent. If it, I would be mad as a BY, or as a Southern Utah fan with that attitude coming from the coach, BYU by seventy. Like, did he did he think this was the Southern Utah that played ASU a couple of years ago and got their <laughs> handed to them a couple of years ago? Is that the ASU program that he's referring to? I, I don't know. It can't possibly be this one. I don't know. With everything that we've seen from Kenny Dillingham trying to make this. You know, a better program than what Herm Edwards left it in. I don't know. Can we move on to better press conferences from coaches? Because I have sound. He's a man. He's forty. You have sound. Where, where's your sound, Jesse? It's on my phone, but we'll we'll uh, we'll, we'll oh, edit okay. and post. Mike Gundy is a man. He's no longer forty, but during this time, <laughs> the head coach of Oklahoma State, who Arizona State faces seven thirty on the Arizona Sports app, 98.7, and ArizonaSports.com. Going to be the blackout game for the Sun Devils. Mitch wearing the blackout shirt. I'm like, wearing black. You know, yeah, yeah, 100 to fi- 105 degrees at okay. kickoff. The All sun right. will no, be down. No, yeah, exactly. Thank you, Mitch. I don't want to hear that. 105 degrees I don't want to hear that. No. The, the, Jeremy, the reason why <laughs> black shirts are hot is because the sun is, like, goes on to black more when, when because the sun... on the color spectrum black has all of the colors in it Correct. so it attracts the most light Correct. yes yes that's that's the more um intelligent way of describing it than however <laughs> i just did but people complaining about this don't realize that when the sun goes down it doesn't matter what color shirt you're wearing nope so there you go, and there's That's another fine, fine, fine for How me. How do you after the first? One. I don't know. I thought I turned it off. I thought I turned it off. But anyway, anyway, what you got? They're facing Mullet Man, Mike Gundy. You know, this was pre-Mullet, by the way. This rant. Um, now he has a mullet. A couple doors down from Mullet Arena. Yes, a couple doors down from Mullet Arena. He oh is gosh. one of the most, let's just say, eccentric coaches in college uh, football, and this is. Where he got his start as being known as that. Yeah. Uh, and this is in, I believe, 2007, and he was mad at a newspaper column or article here. If you want to go after an athlete, one of my athletes, you go after one that doesn't do the right things. You don't downgrade him because he does everything right and may not play as well on Saturday, and you let us make that decision. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. 
and the editor that let it come out is garbage. Attacking an amateur athlete for doing everything right. And then you want to write articles about guys that don't do things right and downgrade them, the ones that do make plays. Are you kidding me? Where are we at in society today? Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not a, I'm not a kid. Write something about me. My favorite parts of that is a mother of children. Like, what else would she be a mother of? Look. Generally speaking, I kind of now want to run through a wall for Mike Gundy, even what? though that was from, even though that was from the aughts. Like, I think it's a little bit of a uh, okay, okay, okay. I think it's yeah, a yeah, yeah. Bit of a Some stretch. things are slightly overblown. I get it, but isn't that exactly what you would want from your head football coach? Uh, no, I don't really want my head football coach to be out there wishing that like somebody. No, 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 no okay, okay, okay. You're, you're taking it the wrong way. I'm looking at it from the perspective of he's going up there and he's standing up for his players. And he did it yeah. without a single curse word. I also don't word. think the player didn't like – I'm also pretty sure the player did not like that. He just wants to take the bullets. I don't know. Yeah, it was – but it was – Mike Gundy, I, he's a man. Yeah, it's a great – it's an all-time great rant. Um, you know, as Speaking far of as... Bullet, uh, Bullet the, <laughs> the horse will not be at this game. What? Yeah. Dang. Jeremy really likes uh, this horse called Here's Bullet. Here's Bullet. That's what they said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, la you know, this is the second straight year, by the way, that we will have on-site coverage of this game. Shout out last year when we had on-site coverage in Stillwater. You know, what a place Stillwater so is. So can I, can I ask both of you then? Yes. Yes. What did you learn about last year? And I, know, I get it, it's different because the biggest thing that's changed is this quarterback room for Oklahoma State. Yeah. But what did you guys learn about the team last year that ASU needs to be prepared for for this time around? This team is very beatable. It, I, well, yeah. I mean, at least they were last year. And I know it's changed. Uh, I think even having the three quarterbacks makes it a little bit easier for ASU to, to come out and actually win this game. Right. I think the issue was last year it was still penalties, right, Jesse? And I, I they even got pass rush in this game. I think they got the one sack that, that they had in the first five games of the season in this game last year. So These teams are very – this team is very different, though, from last season. Yeah. Yeah, so they got the, the quarterback carousel is just the weirdest thing. I, and we thought that ASU's quarterback competition was not strange, but like interesting and intriguing. This is like the nth degree. This is so weird, like so strange. Yeah, Nick Saban had two quarterbacks going at it and, uh, and putting them back and forth and in the game and stuff like that. Mike Gundy has three. Yeah, so <laughs> I watched this highlight reel, as I said, of. Their game. The you watch the day. tape, ladies and gentlemen. I watched the tape, so it's like n 19 minutes of of this game that was posted on. Can we even ESPN. really call them highlights? It was no. a rough game to yeah, rewatch. Like, <laughs> they, they they put together a compilation of what happened in the game, basically. Right. Um, and this Garrett Rangel kid, he was the one that started, and he was okay. I thought he was pretty good. Ten for fifteen hundred eighteen yards, touchdown interception. Um, Again, they were playing a an FCS opponent in Central Arkansas. They only won twenty seven to thirteen. It honestly, kind of watching it, it was a little bit similar to the ASU second half. It was just like, why isn't this team doing better against this FCS opponent? And why are they allowing this FCS opponent to run so much? They allowed one hundred and twenty three yards rushing against. Uh, 
FCS Central Arkansas. Right. Um, but yeah, Garrett Rangel was the starter. 10 for 15, 118 yards, touchdown interception. Gunner Gundy came in. He was the third quarterback to play, actually. Again, Mike Gundy's son. 7 of 906 yards. He can scoot a little bit. He's pretty pretty fast from what I saw. Any of the only like big, deep throw of what I saw. But you can tell that, and I was looking back on some of the Twitter or some of the tweets from during the game, you could tell that not a lot of people were taking it seriously when they put Gunner Gundy into the game. Everybody was thinking, oh, this is a very close game, and you're you're rolling out the coach's son? Like, seriously, is that what we're doing here? But I think that Gunner did a pretty decent job at at least shutting them up for that past week. If he goes out of there again, I don't know if, pe- I don't know if people are going to react the same way if he puts up, like, another eh performance. Here's a couple things that I'd like to see from ASU going into this game against Oklahoma State. In terms of the rushing attack, like you brought up, Jesse, they gave up 123 yards rushing. I want to see ASU's uh, offensive line get that push this week and make sure that Scadaboo gets going. I know he got a touchdown last week, but I wasn't entirely impressed with his game, especially getting tackled behind the line of scrimmage. He was trying to make things happen 100% not his fault, but... I would love to see him get going, get that confidence going uh, in terms of that. And then for Rashada, we talked about the intermediate and short passing. From what I hear is Oklahoma State is really going to try and take away that long pass that Rashada seems to be so good at. Last week, Central Arkansas had a completion of 46 yards and 29 yards. Like I would, I I would like to see that for Rashada this week, but I don't know if that's going to happen. They're going to try and take away what he's best at. That's what all good coaches will do in this college football landscape. And Mike Gundy seems to be a pretty good coach. He's been around for a little while. So if they take away that for Rashada, he's got to try and get that running game going. Got to try and get the short and intermediate passing going. And if he can, if he can set up a deep ball. Then ASU has a chance. Here's my my like biggest, I guess, key for this um, game for ASU. I think that Oklahoma State, from what I noticed, bad tackling team when there's playmakers out in space. Uh, but they can get after the quarterback. And I'm really scared about this um off, you know, this offensive line against this rushing attack of, or this pass rushing attack of Oklahoma State's defense. I'm not so, scared about that. I'm scared about the three three five, dude. They're just dropping everyone no, back. No, no, I don't have. I don't. They, from what I saw, they're they can't tackle. This but what about coverage? Tackle. What about coverage? That's what I'm scared about. The, 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 the quarterback the five defensive backs is is the problem. The is, quarterback for um, Central Arkansas, he put up numbers. Yeah, but, he put up really good numbers in that game. 24, yeah. 37, 268 yards, two touchdowns. FCS QB. That was you know that doesn't it, that shows me that you can have success through the air. But I do not think Arizona State's offensive line is going to give Jaden Rashada any time this week so you've got to establish the run you've got to be a run heavy team in this game uh in order to win and if if they can't do that I think it's it's going to be an ugly game for Arizona State well then that goes back to what Jeremy wants to see improved out of Rashada is those short and intermediate throws if you don't have a lot of time in the pocket and you're going against a defense that can very much establish a good pass rush can you get the ball out of your hands in the one, 
two, and then it's gone. Can you get the ball out and accurate in one, two, and then it's gone, right? If you don't have a lot of time in the pocket, you need to have that awareness. And I remember there was a sack that Rashada took in week one where he just had no idea that the dude was coming. It wasn't from the blind side either. He just completely was not prepared for that guy coming off the right side. If his awareness is high, I think Rashad is going to have a fantastic game. But the awareness has to be better than last week. Here's what I'll ask you guys real quick before we move on. Put a percentage on it and and why. What percentage chance do you think Trenton Borgay gets to play in this game? Zero. Why? Five. Five and zero. Why, guys? I think... uh, I think regardless, this is Rashada's game. And the only exception would be is if they're blowing out Oklahoma State, and I don't think that's going to happen. If you want Jaden Rashada to be your starting quarterback, make him your quarterback from first quarter to last quarter. So I think zero. Unfortunately, as I've said, this offensive line doesn't do a very good job of protecting. So I think with this defensive line, Colin Oliver, really good player, um, coming back for his third season here at Oklahoma State, I think that... There could be a situation where Jaden Rashada gets a little banged up. Trent Borgay has to come in at least for like a few plays before Rashada goes back out there. So that that's where I see a potential for Trent Borgay. But I think it's Rashada's game. I think Rashada's a stud, as I said. I think he's Me too. a really good quarterback. So unless he gets injured, I I think he's going to be able to, to have some. I think he's going to be able to have some success. I just think they're going to be taking a lot of sacks. Let's hear the predictions for the game. Here, here's actually, I think Borgay has a 30% chance to play in this game. Why? 30? Yeah. He, 30? I mean, it's 70% chance. In comparison it. to 0 and 5, 30 okay. is a lot. Here's, what, here's why. If, he, if Borgay, if, if uh, Rashada does not get that short and intermediate game going and ASU's not moving the ball. Who better at it than? Trenton Borgay. Boom. So that that is why I, that is why I'm. Kind of leaning toward possible. It's possible. I, I don't think it's impossible, like you think, Mitch. <laughs> I think a lot of things are impossible, and this is one of them, unfortunately. Uh, predictions. Jesse? 34 to 17, Oklahoma State. I think that Gundy will get the majority of the snaps for them at quarterback. I think I have a little bit of a conspiracy theory that he's their best quarterback from what I saw. But I think that there's a part probably of Mike Gundy that's not like, hey, I just, I'm just going to start my kid. That's a walk-on. Like, I think that he wants to show the fan base, the media, whatever, hey, this guy's the best and this is why we're playing him. And that's why I think maybe this is totally just speculation from my part. But that that is kind of what, I, uh, what I've – hypothesized from watching that game but yeah i think he's the best quarterback i think he comes in i think he has a pretty good game um i do like obviously i like asu secondary but still skeptical about the pass rush after week one i would also like to see the secondary play a little bit better. yeah they didn't play great they no. didn't play great on on thursday so yeah, yeah i'm gonna say 34 to 17 it's not gonna be too competitive it's gonna be probably a late touchdown by asu to get them to that 17 so I, i'm again not expecting a very good performance from asu i think mike gundy has been around i know it's gonna be hot for them but it's pretty hot in oklahoma so i'm gonna i'm gonna go with oklahoma state here i'm gonna go with the dramatic and i'm gonna try and stick with my preseason predictions thinking back to a couple of weeks ago one week ago i can't remember when it was 
I think this will be a squeaker, 27-24 in favor of ASU. Oklahoma State's going to line up for the kick, and then something dramatic is going to happen where they do not get the field goal. And I think ASU gets to 2-0 and takes down future Big 12 rival OSU. Yeah. I, Homer. I, you know, that... It, <laughs> what am... <laughs> It's an interesting take, Mitch. I, after I'm not that, hiding anything, Jesse. I, you know, is this team what we saw in the first half, or is this team what we saw in the second half? I think it's a little bit. If of, it's the second half team, they're they're going to yeah, get run out of the stadium. But I think it's a little bit of in between. I don't think they're what they were in the first half, and I don't think that I don't. I, I think they're in between what those two halves showed. Um, and unfortunately, I think maybe the for the second half is going to show a little too much in this game against Oklahoma State, and uh, ASU is going to lose this one. I'll I'll take thirty-one to twenty-one. That's going to do it for this edition of State of the Sun Devils. Thank you so much for listening, alongside my friends Jesse Morrison and Mr. Reldis. Friends, I'm Jeremy Schnell. <laughs> we'll talk to you after the game on Saturday. <laughs>